everybody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So we've been busy in the last couple of days. Uh, why don't you Yeah, we've been uh, going us. around to galas. Uh, we were at, uh, on Wednesday, we were at the Independent Women's Forum's uh-huh. annual gala. And we got to hear Tulsi Gabbard uh, be awarded um, Kimberly award. Strassel, Kimberly one of Strassel. Yeah, and also... Um, who was the opening I have speaker. to look up his name. Uh, <laughs> but this speaker was anti. Yeah. He's, he, he, yeah. he had an anti-globalist speech. His name is Vivek Ramswamy. He's on television all the time. And he has, a, he has a couple of books out. One called Nation of Victims. But Riley Grains also. The, uh, the, the, university, the, yeah, the university of Kentucky uh, recent graduate. She uh, introduced Tulsi Gabbard. She introduced Tulsi. And of course Diana. Diana Spencer um, with the you know the the philanthropist. So this event was at the uh, this event was at the uh, building museum. Building museum. Yeah, with big tall ceilings. Oh my goodness! It was one of those places. I ran into a whole bunch of people I knew. That's the thing about Washington D.C. Washington D.C. is a really small town. You will you you know if you work here, you're going to run into the same people over and over again, and that's what that night was like. Yeah, well, it was such a great event. It was it was a great swag event. bags, uh, all kinds of stuff. It, it was it was a off the chart uh, event, and it had you know great music and everything. We had a great, oh, yeah. yeah, so the Alex yeah. Donner band, um, and it was it was it was good. It was a lot of fun, and but it, but the whole point of an event like that, which is a fundraiser and while we're talking about you know some of the razzle and dazzle the point of organizations like independent women's forum is that they were trying to get those critical issues out there Um, they've been in existence for 30 years and they're trying to get those critical issues out there that impact women and recognize it and then they they recognize vivek ram swami because i guess they do a gentlemen of valor award so it's not so which is you know even though you know they focus on women they don't ignore men (laughs) 
And then, of course, last night we were at another event. We were at the Intercollegiate Studies Institute's annual gala. And I know a number of people there. I I uh, used to work for the the current president. I used to work for when I was at the American Conservative, and I have some other you know people that I know that work there because the organization I work with, the American Spectator, gets some of their interns from the Intercollegiate Studies Institute. And what they do is they try to get the right thinking in the universities. That's what their mission is about. Right. So we've got to we got to tackle this from all angles. And of course, the gala that we're all waiting for is the one that's going to be next week, the one that I'm planning, which is the American Spectators Gala, where we're going to honor Byron. York, and we are also going to hear a keynote speech from former Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Newt Gingrich. So if you're, you know, it's getting it's getting under the wire, but if you still want to try to come, you know, just find me on Spectator's website and I'll get you in. We'll be there. We'll be there. And uh, you'll get to, uh, you know, uh, basically we'll, we would love to be able to meet you. Um, not get to meet us, but uh, <laughs> that sounds a as little, exciting as that, that is. Like, yeah, that's not that exciting. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, get to meet us. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it would be nice to meet the uh, audience uh, yeah. if we, if we always, ever can do that. Yeah, we, um, it's always fun. But you know, one of the things that was interesting about the uh, conversations that we were having at these galas is, I think that the one thing that uh, really worked for Virginia. Yeah. Was uh, parents' rights. That issue. And, and uh, you know, when I look at all the polls and the charts and, uh, you know, all the stuff, I'm seeing where the Democrats are s- sort of winning the abortion argument. And that does not set well with me. I, I don't get that. I don't understand that. And I, I know why it is. It's because the RNC and the Republican Party are not fighting. They're yeah. not fighting back. And they're not making their argument. And and they're cowering. And they're allowing the Democrats to dominate that issue. And that issue is a winning issue. The only issue that they're winning on right now is abortion. Yeah. Related to Dobbs. That's the only issue. They, they And they have like an 8% lead in, the, in that issue. And do you, do you understand that if you were to ask the question, like Jean-Pierre, Jean, Jean-Pierre was asked... Karine Jean-Pierre, as Tucker likes to say. She was asked the question about where does the president stand? 15 weeks? What What is it? Where does he stand? Yeah, where where is his line in the sand and on that? Guess what? They wouldn't answer it. Yeah, and they know not to answer it. They know what they're. The media lets them get away with it, but we cannot let them get away with it. We got to put that 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 issue up front, center, and we got to hold them accountable for their infanticide. That's what it is. They want to kill a baby even after it's born, right? Right. So they don't win on that argument. They don't win that. Right. And so, they, you know, just like every other issue they have, they, they push it out there and it's, uh, <clears throat> they, they sort of wiggle their way through a crack and then they explode it. Like the Patriot Act. We are talking last night about, I was talking to somebody about um, the Patriot Act. Yeah. And, and all these other um, issues where they... Uh, whether it's getting off the gold standard, you know, you could say, well, you know, that gave us flexibility to uh, massage the 
the uh, economy. And if, if proper stewards were in place to manage that responsibility, yeah, that would be great. But that never happened. You always get somebody that exploits the situation. Like Obama ruined the Patriot Act. Now, George W. Bush advanced the Patriot Act. He's a globalist. We, we probably didn't know so much about his globalism back then as we know now. Thanks to Donald Trump. But the issue is that when, when you give them an inch, they take a mile. Yeah. And that the case with abortion is that the Democrats lose that issue once you call them out on their truth. Their truth is they're late term. And if it's not late term, it's infanticide, which is beyond late term. And they would lose that issue and they should not be up 8% on that issue. They should not. It's a failure on our side Yeah. for that to have happened. Do, do you agree? Or? I agree, absolutely. And so we were talking about that. And and the other thing is uh, how young can beat McAuliffe yeah. in Virginia. Yeah. Parents' rights. Parents' rights. And we, we actually did talk to a loud and mom on Wednesday, Wednesday night. And, you know, she somebody yeah, she was, like she her is a foot soldier. Was, yeah. She was actually on she was, TV. She's all, the one I said, who's on TV. I a lot. recognize you. You're on TV all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. And and um, she was as nice as she could be. And she said, yeah, I'm the one that you see on TV. And uh, but she was a loud and mom. She was for real. Yeah. And uh Yeah. So Reagan said this, right? Ronald Reagan said, inflation, inflation, that's the price we pay for those government benefits everybody thought were free. He was right, wasn't he? Right, he was right, yeah. When you print money, and by the way, folks, it does not stop. Printing money doesn't stop with just government programs. The money we're giving to Ukraine also is causing the world recession and inflation that it, it truly is because the money that's going into Ukraine isn't really going into Ukraine it's going into the oligarchs pockets they're finding ways to bring the money back into the politicians pockets it's a redistribution of wealth you know the covid i said this yesterday uh, on a tweet I said uh, that COVID was the the biggest redistribution of wealth from the middle class to the power elite in world history. That's what it was. And this this whole Ukraine war thing is is also the same. Right. A lot of discussion was taking place. Regarding Tulsi Gabbard, a yeah. lot of people are talking about that. Well, you know, the timing with Tulsi Gabbard uh, making the decision that she's leaving the Democrat Party um, and her being at this event, which is a very prominent event in D.C., a lot of people are talking about her. You know, you know, they've said the things that you've said, that she um, is she going to become a Republican? Is she going to be playing like almost like a Ross Perot role? Or is she going to be the perfect 
place for some people as a candidate or a VP candidate <laughs> because she is um, a little bit more to the center than um, some of the Republicans would be. But, um, you know, again, a little bit more than the center than all, all these progressives are going. <laughs> well, the conversation came up about Christy Nome too. Yeah. And do you recall? What I remember that, that came yeah. up. It came up because a colleague of mine wrote an article about Christy Nome, and we were talking about whoever recently, thought recently, right? very recently this week, yeah. whoever would have thought you would have been saying that uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard is more conservative on certain issues than Christy Nome because of the whole it was yeah. the, it was the uh, Title Nine. She issue. really dropped the ball on trends yeah. in sports. Yeah, and that that whole trends in sports thing is just ridiculous. Right. You know, I'm. Um, like I say, I always say this because Title IX, uh, the the uh, equity program that Title IX became yeah. in in college athletics, was a situation where wrestlers, the wrestling teams, were getting cut because no one was going to cut football, and wherever there was a sport where there was just men, no women. So now that you have women wrestling, so that's going to help wrestling, but. Title IX really was something that caused a lot of sacrifice in the wrestling community uh, throughout all kinds of colleges and universities across the country for the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of the problems. And and for a long time, I really didn't like Title IX for that reason. But when you look at Title IX, you also look at the women in sports and how great Athletics has been for women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Title IX really made that possible. But Title IX, that's not what Title IX was written for. It wasn't just written for athletics. Yeah. It was written for a whole bunch of other things. And it was by a Democrat. Uh, I think it was a woman from Hawaii or something like that, but in the 70s. But <clears throat> in any case, um, I'm, I've never been a fan of equity uh, yeah. programs, but Title IX existed you have to deal with it right and wrestle wrestling programs uh really took the brunt of it and uh because we were not a money-making sport mm-hmm. and we got cut quite a bit um because there was no equity in wrestling it was all men and now you know they're 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 doing the women too but the thing is is that overnight all those sacrifices and all those advancements of uh, women in, in athletics, all those advancements have just been washed away yeah. with this trend in sports. Yeah. Democrats have no clue as to how they ruin things so much. You know, um, th- this whole thing about, yeah, Kanye West, right? I mean, as soon as the. the when when was it ever the case that the Democrats like so like banks would just turn a blind eye? It used to be that banks would say no to black people because they were black. Yeah. But or you couldn't walk into a re- and that was again uh, Jim Crow laws, right? Yeah. Jim Crow laws were laws guided by um, it was it was, there were guides right. like Jim Crow was a set of values that corporations endorsed, right? So so basically the, that level of dis- discrimination was anti-constitutional. Right. It was unconstitutional, right? Mm-hmm. But you were able to do it. 
Like if you ever saw the great movie Green Book, mm-hmm. um, where that's a wonderful only, movie. Yeah, and um, the thing about that is, is that that was sponsored by Democrats in the South, state and local Democrats sponsored it, and got corporations to endorse it. And that's what we're seeing today play out before our own very eyes. And that is that corporations are endorsing the globalist movement the same way that they endorse the Jim Crow movement. That's what's happening today. Yeah. Yeah. And now J.P. Morgan just shut down Kanye West. They, they debanked him. Yeah. They took his account and closed it. I can only imagine if I was still working there how I would feel. I mean, I haven't worked there in in a long time, but I I, I don't think I'd find it the place I'd want to be. Yeah, well, Leonore was uh, working at Chase, Chase J P Morgan Chase uh, when nine eleven happened. Yeah, exactly. And you were three blocks away from the buildings when they came yeah, down. Exactly. So and yeah, you were you were locked in into a building, and you had to walk walk home that day. Yeah, with a group of people. But 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 the thing, but the but the point is what I'm saying with these large banks is they, you know, or large corporations in general, they have tremendous power with their employees and they do various actions which seemingly on their face are innocuous like okay, it's uh you know, we we participate in the United Negro College Fund or we participate in the United Way or we do this or we do that. There's these well-known campaigns and they you know, and they kind of pressure. The, the point I'm making is they pressure your employees to donate to these campaigns. Well, now what's happened is this situation has gotten even more ramped up, and now they're trying to say, "Okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna take the money in our bank, or give a mortgage to, or give a credit card to, or give a." You know, a car loan to to somebody. Not that Kanye West needs a car loan, but we're not going to do those. We're not going to take your money. We're not going to let you get interest in our bank because we don't agree with your politics. I mean, it, this was already starting with the credit card issuers. We saw Mastercard and Visa shutting people down. I mean, and you, and you know, it's interesting. Um, anecdotally, a number of businesses are starting to have the experience of their customers calling up and saying, "I want to change my." payment method i don't want to pay with paypal i want to put my uh, subscription or or whatever it is my recurring charge my gym membership i want to put it on a credit card i don't want to pay through paypal anymore because they are so angry with what paypal did well even uh, if paypal walked it back people are still angry uh, people don't forget oh yeah no and uh but jb morgan off the charts i mean i i can't believe actually this thought just ran through my head. You know, a lot of people were talking about PayPal being like a trial balloon. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, you got to know that J.P. Morgan knew what they were doing. Yeah. Right. And that happened after PayPal. Yeah. I I just don't get it. But, you know, this whole thing, Wharton, for example, the, the College of Wharton. We have a friend from Wharton, right? And... um there's an article over at Warden, UPenn. It says, Warden welcomes two new majors and concentrations, DEI and ESGB. DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. And so this person writes, 
You can now get a degree in diversity, equity, and inclusion so you can better understand why trees, bridges, and just about everything else is racist. <laughs> it will it will cost you $48,000 a year, and in a few years, you can whine about your student debt. Bravo. You know, it's it's pathetic. Well, the, the point is education is being bastardized, and this has gone on for some time, but what, what's happening is we're... You know, we're getting more agenda driven and, you know, the college campuses were traditionally hotbeds of activism anyway, but and you often had very liberal college professors, but now it is on steroids and you're, you know, and kids are going to school and the parents are sending their kids to school and they're getting these very liberal indoctrinations. And unfortunately, what's happening is not enough people are fighting back because the parents have already been indoctrinated, that some of the parents are part of the problem. And they're and they're saying, yeah, that's I, I agree with all that. I support all that. And the corporations support that. But there is a growing list of universities, of high schools, of elementary <laughs> schools, where they're saying, no way, we do not want this. And and you're and a lot of institutions, conservative institutions are starting to highlight the schools that are not woke. And like right now, uh, a judge came out and said that he doesn't want to hire Yale Law School graduates. Now, he's not talking about people who already went to Yale Law School, who are already in the workforce. He's talking about people that are there right now, people who are students there right now, because he doesn't like what's being taught, because they're, they're, they're being taught to shut down debate. They're being taught to tell other people that, okay, there's only one way of thinking, my way or the highway. And that's not what a judge would do. A judge has to balance both sides of a situation. A judge can't take a position. And now that we have uh, students being going to one of the elitist law schools in this country and be and being told that it's okay to to have a partisan view, that's not right. Are you looking at a picture of Hillary Clinton? Isn't it around her birthday again? That looks no. like a little Hillary. No, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> But uh, I like what I like what Fox and Friends did today. Yeah, they showcased and highlighted Patrick Henry College. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, give me liberty <clears throat> or give me death. Yeah, this is uh, the parents across this nation are tired of hypersexualization. Let's take a listen to this clip, and then I have one from um, uh, Kamala Harris that I was looking for when you. Uh, saw that Hillary Clinton, uh, the future president. Yeah, her birthday isn't this week. It's October 20th. I just remember the year she wished herself happy birthday on Twitter. Yeah, I was, thought that was, was funny. It, she, <laughs> or her staff wished her happy birthday, but it looked like she did. She tweeted this out October 26th, 2016, right? And it said, happy birthday to this future president. Of course, that turned out to not be right well it turned out to not be right but then everybody but then twitter blew up and said did she wish happy birthday to herself i mean again we know she doesn't do her own twitter account but it still looked like that yeah yeah well let's take a listen to this um i think it's a parent the parents across this nation are tired of the hypersexualization aimed at their kids and they're making it known slapping uh slapping family friendly on it doesn't make it so. Okay, let's take a listen. I just want to know what it is uh, that makes a drag show family friendly. Because 
if you follow it to its logical conclusion, you can slap family-friendly titles on anything. You can have family-friendly gentlemen's clubs, family-friendly strip shows, family-friendly Fifty Shades of Grey read-alouds. Will you appro approve my flyer if I want to host in all the sex secrets of the Kama Sutra for kids and families, if it's family-friendly? That's my question. Wow. Uh, what is it about a grown man, and I honestly, sincerely, as a woman, mean this. What is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out a leather miniskirt barely covering his twerking ass with tuck tape on his front while spreading his fish netted legs as he writhes on the ground grinding his groin next to a minor mm, family friendly you owe us an answer no. and you know you don't get to hide by just taking something down off peach tree and calling it a day you owe an explanation right. and an apology yeah. to problem with child porn, with sex trafficking, you, a little school district board of adults, made the decision to feature an event to hypersexualize young children. Do you want to know that the word that defines that? It's groomer. You all played the activist pimp for an aligned surgical center and for a 21 plus gay bar. It makes you groomers and activist pimps and we won't have those sitting on a school board who oversees the education of our children. You all stepped out of line. You should be ashamed. There's nothing loving. There's nothing. Let's unite and include. Because the logical conclusion of that is you end up in diabolical evil. There are boundaries. And you don't slap family-friendly titles on stuff to cover your ass. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that, that was. Uh, you don't slap family fr family friendly titles to cover your ass. That was a great line. Yeah. Now, now here's the scary part. This is what Kamala Harris says. It's and I, but I mean, truly, when you you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children. They are the children of our country, of our communities. I, I mean, our future is really bright if we if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address but i mean so pro groom them right groom the next generation, generation. of voters right exactly it, they're looking at it like it's a voting block right of course they are and that's the that's and the you're problem. not supposed to be doing that what you're supposed to be you're not doing supposed is to be programming children well of course you're not supposed to be doing that but that is what they're doing that's, and that's how sleazy they are that's it's sleazy you 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 know what? How, you, as a child, you learn certain things. You learn, okay, I'm an, or a child in the United States. You, you're supposed to be, learn to be proud of being an American. You're supposed to learn about your religion. You're supposed to learn about your family and your family history and your community. So uh, to learn those things, I wouldn't call that grooming. But when you start saying, okay, this is the philosophy. This is what we believe. How are we different from China then? How are we different from, from oh, George Orwell's Animal Farm? I well, mean, because China is a lot more blunt. They're on, they're, we're, uh, the Democrats are like snakes. Well, they do it. They're like snake oil salesmen. Well, you know. You they're, know. They're, they, they got a beautiful looking vial of uh, potion. Yeah. But they're selling snake oil. They, they, they're telling you that it, there's champagne in this uh, tube. 
Um, but they're they're selling snake oil. Well, you know the people that they're you, lying to you. Well, you know the people the, that the, you at least meet. The, at least the China China gets credit for not lying. Right. You know the people <laughs> that you meet that kind of smile to your face, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, so yeah. great to see you!" And everybody's got the plastic smiles on, yeah, uh, the kiss kiss, smiles. and you do all of that, and behind your back they hate you. Well, that's what this is like. That's, that, what, that's the what the Democrats Demo- are like. The Democrats are always like that. Yeah. They never can own up. That's why they're not debating the, the conservatives. Right. They're, they're running for the hills, and the media is giving them cover. It's like, let's, what happened to American values, man? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what happened to good, fair competition? But no, they just want to rig elections, and they want to um, seize, seize power and, and control people. Um, like I said, COVID was the biggest redistribution of wealth from the middle class that ever was. Yeah. Um, and it cost so many lives. If we could just take back the Senate and the House, yeah, we would. We will be able to see where all those so-called royalties are going. You know, but um, this just you know, and there's there's absolutely like it. To me, the whole concept of uh, Joe Biden being president right now oh my God. is just ridiculous. <laughs> Here, here's a clip of him talking to Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper, you know, is gay. Yeah, wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> he's a Vanderbilt. Yes. You know, he's he's a rich rich dude. He, yes, he, I know. His, his mother was who? Gloria Vanderbilt, and and this rich woman. Yeah, the she, one with the jeans. Right? The one with the <laughs> jeans, and she's also famous for being little Gloria, who was uh, the the subject of a custody battle when she was a child. Yeah, that Anderson Cooper. All right, so this is kind of funny though. Anderson Cooper is sitting there with a straight face. <laughs> you know, he's probably gone to a couple of gay bathhouses in his life, right? <laughs> Uh, am I right? Probably. Uh, probably, right. Not, right. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but this is kind of funny. <laughs> this is how dumb yeah. our president, uh, Joe Biden, this is how dumb this guy is. Remember, Anderson, back 15, 20 years ago, we talked about this in, in, in San Francisco. It was all about, well, you know, gay, gay, gay bathhouses. And everybody, it's all about round-the-clock sex. It's all, come on, man. <laughs> Remember, Anderson, back... Yeah, remember Anderson? We used to hang out at Gay Bath. <laughs> what the heck is he saying? It's crazy, man. This guy is just a you know how they loop. you know how they make the jokes that Oprah could use. Oprah's rich enough to have a food slapper that'll slap the food out of her hands. No, so she that was a her comedian mouth. that said hey, that. No, yeah. com- no, a comedian said that. All right. Well, with Joe Biden, <laughs> what you should have is a speech slapper. You yeah. should have somebody that stands next to him, Cat- and if he starts to say something really dumb, like kind of kicks him or something, like punching Judy. Yeah. You know, you, you Kathleen would- Hannigan yeah. was her name, and she said. Oprah, what's her problem? She said she's so rich she could hire a food slapper. <laughs> so I got banned on Facebook again. Again? And, yeah. And um, it was basically about uh, something that um, Tim Allen, um, uh, his picture was on this meme. It says, you want me to take the damn vaccine? Question mark. Mail it to me. And I'll vaccinate myself. Right. And mail back the paperwork stating I'm fully vaccinated. Right, why not? 
You trust me, right? Right. Just like mail-in voting. Yeah. You're going to trust me that, it, that that I gave the vaccine to myself and not to somebody else, just like you trusted me that I was the one who filled out that ballot like and not, didn't give it to someone else, including an illegal alien yeah. or a prisoner or a dog. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're trusting me, right? So, so the two things should be the same, right? I'm telling you, the, mm-hmm. the, the whole business of the election ranking, it has to do with the uh, illegals coming across the border. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're giving these IDs out. They're, they're giving these people an ID, a right-to-work sort of ID. And they're saying, yeah, conceivably you could register to vote, but don't do it. You're not supposed to. You're not allowed. Whatever. But it's built on the honor system. And so they're getting this ID. They're getting their phone. They're getting free rent. They're get, all these um, homeless veterans, though, aren't getting squat. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're living in tent city right. in every every liberal city in America, but we're giving all of our tax dollars to these illegals who are scoffing at our 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 laws. Yeah. In any case, the idea here is that we are uh, letting these people in, and what they're doing is they're turning these IDs into ballots. Yeah. They're they're mailing these people ballots, and the ballot harvesters are collecting the ballots in stockpiles. Yeah. So if we have two million people that come across the border, right, every year now under mm-hmm. the Biden regime, yeah, then you got two million ballots to play with. Now you have two million ballots to play with, and the ballot harvesters can fill them out and dump them like a like a mule, like Dinesh D'Souza was talking about, yeah. with those mules, right? And basically put them into a back sat, back, backpack and mm-hmm. dump them into a a mail in ballot system. And th- we we had a conversation um, in one of the galas, yeah, where someone was talking about the cameras not working, yeah, or wanted to make sure the cameras were working or something like that, but, right? In any case, that's how they're doing it. They're doing it through registration. Right. They're getting the registration and they're getting the they already know the IDs. They're they're using the IDs of illegals and they're getting registrations. They're getting the ballots then sent to a certain location. They take the ballots and they fill them out and they dump them into these boxes. And then they get counted after the election is over. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. The level of fraud that's going on. I don't know why it is that we can't get back to same-day balloting, paper ballots, do it by hand, show your ID, show up, and vote behind a curtain. What ever happened to that? It used to be an extraordinary exception that, that absentee ballots happened. Absentee ballots were for people who couldn't physically get to the voting booths. You were either you're a talk- student, you're in, in the, the military, military, or you were disabled. Or, or you were overseas. 
Yeah, I mean, or you like, were an elderly. Uh, you're an elderly person. And then, and then there were people who could go to the uh, voting facility, but they needed somebody to help them into the booth. And and the the amount of absentee ballots never swayed a vote, uh, no. never swayed an election. No. It was such a small number. But now and, you can vote every day Yeah, for, for months. And do you know Colorado adopted this uh, about a decade ago, or yeah. if not more? I think it was about 15 years ago. And ever since they did this new way of voting, they've become a blue state. Right. Overnight. Yeah. They were a red state. And then all of a sudden they adopt this this uh, election fraud system and they became a blue state. Right. Go figure. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. Um. All right, so we have a couple of other things we want to talk about, like this one. We're talking about illegals. This is uh, Griff Jenkins uh, talking to an illegal border crosser who thanks Joe Biden. Let's see. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Guys, How coming, long- guys coming from Sri Lanka. Not Honduras. <laughs> you know. This is not South America. This is Sri-, Sri Lanka. He spent 45 days traveling. Yeah. Uh to get to where he is now. And uh it's because he wants a better life. It's not because he yeah. was repressed. Where is the uh you know, asylum? You know, I'm seeking yeah. asylum because I'm being persecuted un- unduly, right? It doesn't that's not happening. That's that's not what's happening here. So the whole immigration system is collapsed. We don't even have one. How long have you been traveling? For 45 days. 45 days you came from Sri Lanka? Did you uh, come by boat? How did you come? Did you go through the jungle? Yeah, everything. Boat, jungle, we went through everything. And uh, our Vice President Harris says the border is closed, but, but do you think that the border is open? Oh, we don't think so. And, and, and just let me ask you, sir, why are you here? We want to live here. Uh, we love, we like the U.S. You at the U.S.? And uh, do you have any message for President Biden? We, we thank him for accepting us for living here. Okay, thank you very much. I don't want to interrupt. As you can see, now let me just show you guys a little bit of how the processing is done. Really, the Border Patrol is doing a remarkable job of the overwhelming numbers. We get this every single day. It's like clockwork. It's like having your Amazon package delivered, but it's 200 plus in this group, maybe closer to 250. But they line them up by different countries. You can see different countries. De donde eres? Nicaragua? De donde eres? Cuba? Cuba? Pardon. Hola. Buenos días. De donde eres? Pardon? Cubana. Cubana. So different countries here, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and they're they're coming from all over. You know, over the past weekend, guys, there was more than 13,000 migrants uh, that were encountered across the entire southwest border. And they came from over 41 countries to include Somalia, Syria, Uzbekistan, Thailand, Vietnam, China, Russia. And in this sector on Saturday, we had four Iranians. But as you can see, what's going to happen now, just to give you a little more of the inside, these giant white buses – 
We'll take the migrants. There go our, our uh, friends we just met from Sri Lanka getting on that bus. Exactly what will happen to them, we're not sure, but more than likely, they will be allowed to stay and will be released uh, with a, a piece of paper saying that they can go and claim asylum at an ICE office at their leisure. Now, if you are from Mexico or the Northern Triangle, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, you're largely going to be sent back, but the large majority of the folks you're seeing here will be able to stay and will be released, and many of them will get on those buses and go to New York or Washington or Chicago because Governor Abbott is having his border community overwhelmed. This little area of, of Maverick County and Eagle Pass is a population of 30,000 at most, and they're getting 10,000 a week in this area. Since I've been on the ground since October 1st, they've had well over 10,000 migrants that they have encountered, and they have to deal with this every single day. And ma'am, uh, what's your name? Como se llama? Liana Batista. Habla inglés? Más o menos. A little bit? And why are you here? I am from Cuba. From Cuba? Why did you come? Uh, I don't stand in Porque viaje en aquí. Para mejorar nuestras condiciones de vida. Gracias. Okay, so they're coming because they want a better life. Obviously, they see the opportunity, and because of the administration's policies, you're seeing the large numbers coming. They come across the river, guys, and they walk about a mile up to this location, and obviously, Border Patrol sees that, and so they respond, and it is all these, let's see, one, two, three, four buses here. It'll take about an hour or so for them to process, and if you just look in this uh truck here, you can see that some of the migrants come over and have been injured. Now, we are not allowed to interact with the Border Patrol and don't want to get in their way, but clearly we see on a daily basis some injuries. In fact, a few days ago, we saw 10 Nicaraguans that had to be transported in a hospital to a hospital because they've been in a car accident on the Mexican side because the smugglers that were moving them up through Mexico had had an accident. It's all part of the perilous journey. Guys? It is indeed. And for at least one person, it started in Sri Lanka, which is on the east coast of India. That's just, you know, um, my biggest beef is the lies. Of course, it's the lies. It's, you know, uh, you know, and the people that are coming here, they're coming here because they want a better life. I'm, I, I'm not I'm not disputing their interest in coming here. Uh, we're the, the issues coming here illegally where you're breaking the law or you're putting yourself and in many instances, children at risk. Well, there's a there's a, also, I think, even a, a, a broader issue. And that is we have um, and we are seeing this. We are seeing, especially in the wake of COVID, what are we seeing? We're seeing the baby boomers retiring. Yeah. Right? The whole baby boom generation is now retired. Well, I, you know. Almost. Almost. The the tail end is still working. But, exactly. But, but my point is. But pretty, but, but. But in a few years, you're going to see the entire spectrum of people born between 46 and 64 retired. Exactly. So that's and, what's going to happen. And so uh, the problem there uh, is obvious. Yeah. Our family unit, thanks to the Democrats, by the way, thanks to all their abortions, thanks to all their progressive policies, thanks to their women's lib marches yeah. and all this crap. Yeah. Um, our family units have gotten smaller, yeah. not bigger. Yeah. We're having less children. 
And and where they're not getting the memo in the poorest of poorest countries, they're having endless amounts of children. Right. So where we're we're expanding, we're expanding poverty, and we're shrinking quality family units. Quality family units and quality of life. Yeah, but but the point is is that the people that should shouldn't be having children are having children and the people that should be having children are not right and you know who who am i to say right well who are you to say who should have children yeah i mean of course of course i understand that i understand how it sounds but i think you know what i mean no what what you mean is there are a lot of people out there that are having children that do not have the resources to provide for them to provide for their health etc whereas there are people out there and this this has been written a lot about by conservatives who have made the decision not to have children or they couldn't have them so the underlying driving force from the government's perspective is we need to get as many young people in to work and pay taxes as possible yeah so that we could afford to sustain the entitlement programs of for baby boomers yeah. right and by entitlement i truly mean entitlement right you're you paid into a system you're entitled to what you you know to that investment right mm-hmm. i mean that's how it works exactly you invested in something it's not a handout it's, it's something it's, you should get no yeah. but i mean when you say entitled you know well people people mis- misuse the term yeah but i i mean it in the literal term and um and so you know that issue is actually um quite quite uh important and um so there is a value and that's why i think that there's um exploitation but i i I wish that they would just be straight up with us, mm-hmm. with with the taxpayers who are their bosses. We are their bosses, and they're not treating us like we are yeah. the boss. They're treating us like we're stupid, and that's the part that gets me the worst. You know, I don't like to be treated that way. Uh, but I thought that that was a uh, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted to play this um, Joe Rogan. Uh, interview with the uh, the founder of Rolling Stone magazine, mm-hmm. a classic liberal. I thought this was a great interview. Uh, let's take a listen. Meant to regulate the internet? Absolutely. You trust the people that got us into the Iraq War under false pretenses to regulate the internet? Uh, Do you think that makes any sense? Well, wait a minute. The, I would not. The people who got us into the Iraq War is the government. Was the no, was the politicians? It's the government. In the end, yes, it's the government. But who else is going to regulate? But if they're going to be in power and they're regulating the Internet, they're going to regulate the Internet in a way that suits their best interests. The same way they do with the banking industry, the same way they do with the environment, the same way they do with energy, the same way they do with everything. What what represents their interests? You're talking about so much money Mm -hmm. involved in disseminating information in a very particular way. Right now are the Internet companies are. Rich beyond belief. Yeah, it's fat, but it's it's a disruptive thing that has never existed before. My, I, I think it exists, and I think w- where we're at is where we're at. I think we need to move forward collectively as a country with an ethic that respects truth and that it appreciates opinions and reality. 
and 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 an understanding of things that's not necessarily possible with corporate interest involved in the dissemination of information. But there's no way to do that except through the government. There's no the, oh, excuse me. There's no way you can do that except through the government. Why I mean, is that? Human nature is not going to change. But the government's not going to change either. But the government is capable of change. Okay, look, the government regulates, for example, the food supply, or it can regulate. Let's take the the food supply. Yeah, that Department of Agriculture. Why have they let glyphosate safety. infestate all of our foods? Let's take with one thing. Yeah, but that's time. a problem. That's the I government agree. regulating. Well, then we better get better politicians in them to employ better people. I mean, it's not. I guess again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Okay. So, let's take the uh, SEC or take the Food and Drug Administration regulates big pharma. On the one hand, we've got a very safe supply of drugs in this country. You know, safe. Their drugs are tested. You know, you don't get too many bad drugs, you know, farm prescribed drugs. 25% of all drugs approved by the FDA get recalled. <laughs> he, he, he basically owned, you, you wonder how a guy that dumb could, yeah. could have run the Rolling Stone magazine. You wonder, yeah. Uh, how could a guy that rich be that dumb at yeah. the same time? And then again, Ocasio-Cortez, she got it handed to her. Yeah. Right. She got rich overnight, but she did some of the dumbest things that any politician could ever do. And she's still doing dumb things. You yet know, she's still in office. One of the things that's worrying me right now is in the in the next months, the building next door to us is going to be knocked down. Yeah. To make way for Amazon, literally, we are right in the middle of Amazon's headquarters rebuilding like if we walk out our door there's construction everywhere in crystal city and yeah. pentagon city yep um in arlington virginia because um amazon is headquartered here yep right here right in here. river city right here that's trouble that's trouble the capital t that rhymes with p that stands for pool right trouble i mean trouble um Robert Preston. I'm doing music, man. Robert Preston was in the movie. Yeah. In any case, you know, the point that I'm making is 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 that um, Ocasio Cortez, she was the she was on, they were going to invest in Queens. Yeah. Bronx Queens. I know. Right? She turned it away. She turned it away. <laughs> she she wasn't thinking All right, this money would help jobs. your community. Twenty five thousand jobs. She said, pooh, puh. Uh, apparently they didn't pay her enough, you know. And and some people they they admire the squad, and I gotta say the squad is nothing but a union to extort uh, for money. It's a voting block, and they figured they needed about seven votes, and there was a seven vote disparity between the Republicans and the Democrats, mm -hmm. and they could hold basically. They took they seized. They seized the power away from Nancy Pelosi's gavel, and they took it upon themselves to say, we are the ones you need to pay off yeah. in order to pass policy in the House of Representatives. If you, if you don't pay us, we will vote no, and you'll never get anything done. Because we hold seven votes, and there's, that's enough, even if you voted... Completely, 100% Democrat, yay. 
100% Republican nay, right? They hold the swing vote. Now, if there were just three, that wouldn't be enough. They would have no power. They, w- they could not be bought. No one would even pay them. But because there are seven, they can be bought. And you pay them, and they will vote your way. The reason why they got rich so quick is because they did that. And that's exactly what they're doing. They are disgusting swines. They're absolute disgusting. Now, that being said, she got it handed to her. And it was on Tucker last night. I had actually posted it well before Tucker promoted this um, on my Twitter yesterday. And uh, and it was a situation where um, she's endorsing this Ukraine war and the globalism. And, uh, and that's what this war is all about. It's all about globalism. This World War III that we're in. But, you know, if Ukraine joins NATO, it's going to mm-hmm. be game over for yes, the world. Yes, very uh, true. Yeah. And uh, Ukraine is just not worth it, you know. And... Uh, I don't know what's what they're thinking at the State Department and, and the Pentagon, but they don't have strategy on their mind. Um, they're selling out. Uh, they're selling out. They know that they're over overly aggressive, but they think that this is the only time that they can do this power grab. Uh-huh. They they uh, did it with they start it started with COVID. That was Act One. Act Two is climate. Uh, BS. I want to say the curse word, but I can't. Um, it's total BS. And uh, this climate, COVID, the whole thing. We're finding out more and more. The more we find out about J6, the more we find out about the Russian hoax, the more we find out about um, COVID, you know, Pfizer, <laughs> basically not, you know, not getting... Uh, Approved. I mean, here's this guy, Rob Bruce. Let's, let's take a listen to him real quick. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, One of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. Enough said right there. Yeah. (laughs) Can you believe that? Yep. You know, there's one poor nanny every minute now. No, that... They, they, what did they do to the entire world? world? They shut it down. And what when we were talking about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all that, nobody wanted they, to. We listen. were conspiracy nut jobs, right? Uh, horse tranquilizers, all kinds of stuff. The media, the paid for media by BlackRock and their disciples, um, you know. But even BlackRock is going to collapse because countries could go bankrupt. BlackRock is bigger than a country. They can collapse as well. But let me just tell you, folks, um, this is uh, we're in. We've been in war for a long time. Trust me when I tell you that. And uh, this is a conflict of the ages. 
And it's globalism that is the tyranny. And we got to say no to globalism. Um, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want, I want to say uh, be sure to check out Genesis Gold. If you want to really diversify your portfolio, uh, check out Genesis Gold. It's a sponsor of our, our station. 800-385-4653. That's 1-800-385-GOLD. All right? And check out tacticalcivics.com. Also check out magapack.org. And use Red State over at MyPillow.com for your promo code. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corvetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.